everybody. Welcome to our second episode soap of uh, WTS podcast number two. In this episode, right, we invited uh, Miss Violet and uh, Miss Chunling to as our guests. Uh, Miss Violet is a survivor of uh, COVID. We are very excited to find out her stories on COVID and uh, many other things. And we'll, we'll talk about how COVID and travel, what will be like uh, now and then uh, post-COVID. My name is Eric. Uh, co-host is uh, Hui Ming. Ming. Hello. And uh, we have uh, Violet and Chunling on the screen right now. So uh, Violet is at the top right-hand corner and Chunling is at the bottom right-hand corner. Hi, Violet. Hello, hi Eric. Thanks for having me on the show. So, uh, hi everybody. I'm uh, very happy to be here today. So, my name is Violet. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Lunch, actually, or maybe better known as uh, Chief Cupid. <laughs> so, from uh, the name of um, my title, you know that uh, I'm actually a matchmaker. So, I help connect uh, singles, you know, and help them find the love of their life. So, um, as you know, Eric has mentioned, I'm actually a COVID-19 survivor. Um, I actually came back from uh, US um, sometime in mid-March and um, about close to about two weeks later, I was actually admitted into NCID because I was uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Uh, but anyway, I think we can leave that uh, uh, later to talk a bit more about that. So, maybe over to you, Chun Ling. Hi, I'm Chun Ling. I'm the Group Financial Controller of Ulan Transport Group. I'm really happy to be here today and I hope we have a good sharing today. So me and Violet, I think we are about the same age range. So I think that's where we have some conversation here today. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay, okay. How, how, are you, how are you guys doing right now during this uh, COVID uh, circuit breaker? So actually how we came about is uh, me and Violet, we had this virtual dinner together with some of our girlfriends. Then I suddenly thought that why not we, we, we can do this together so you know to have some share, uh, sharing since we are actually sharing during our virtual dinner during this uh, circuit breaker period. So for me, I think life has not really changed. Huh? I mean, it sounds sad yet happy, you know. So I mean, I go to work, I come back to work with children. Uh, sometimes I go out with my friends. So now that I don't go out with my friends, I mean, we meet online more often, we chat more. And then uh, one good thing out of it is there's nowhere else to go and uh, no justification to go out is other than exercise and supermarket. It, it was quite challenging to start off with, but eventually we got into a rhythm. And actually, in fact, I started to enjoy the entire process, you know, like spending a lot of time with my kids and um, really helping my uh, son and my daughter with their work, especially my daughter because she's younger. And um, actually during this circuit breaker, it was really good because I get to understand her learning style more. And uh, with this, I feel that I'm uh, able to better help her uh, going forward. What was in, what was on your mind when you got found when you when you found out that you have the virus? <laughs> okay, so um, it it, it was okay. How how I sort of suspected that, that I might have COVID, COVID right? Was one, one night I just woke up, up so it was on the twenty twenty sixth morning, right? Uh, or twenty fifth morning. I I just woke up at two a.m. and I felt like this um very bad headache. And uh, I mean, headache, sometimes I do get it here and there. But um, coupled with the headache, I actually have this uh, chest tightness. So, you know, I felt a bit tightness in my chest. And when I just walk a couple of steps, you know, like in my room to, you know, just another uh, corner of the room to just get some water, right? I actually having, uh, I started having some difficulty in breathing, which is very unusual. I mean, it's not a 
um, situation where like I was panting or things like that, you know, after doing exercise. It's not that feeling, but you, you just feel that it's not smooth. Usually, you know, when you breathe, it's very effortless. So that was when I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like this is scary. Like, you know, what is happening? So um, I decided, you know, the next day when I woke up, you know, uh, to go and see my GP, you know, who is also like my family doctor and ask her uh, what was happening. And then I told her all the symptoms. And at first she was still thinking like, should she you know, like write me a letter to go to get a check because I didn't have fever, I didn't have cough, I didn't have a sore throat, which, which are, are all the symptoms, symptoms that, you know, like, like people usually look out for when they, they, they are supposed to have COVID, COVID right? So, but, but after, after I told her, like, my symptoms, and I was saying, I'm really concerned. And, and the, the fact, fact also, you know, like, I came back from US about, like, you know, by then close to two weeks. So she decided to write me a letter and then, you know, I, I got checked in NCID. So um, the, the check in NCID was uh, very thorough, you know, like they did an uh, ECG for me, they did an uh, x-ray, and then they did the, you know, like infamous nose swab. Uh, but after the the um, test and things like that, they actually released me because they say that, oh, you know, like um, your your x-ray looks okay, you know, like it doesn't look like you have new, pneumonia or anything, right? So actually for me at that point in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, I'm okay. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I shouldn't have it. So I was like, you know, already feeling, mm, I'm good. Uh, then they say that um, they will let me know, you know, they'll give me a call within 24 hours if I'm positive and if I'm negative, you know, I'll receive um, uh, uh, SMS from them, you know, within two days. So the next day uh, at 1 p.m., so I got a call. And then the lady said, oh, hi, you know, Madam Violet, I'm calling from NCID. Uh, I'm here to share with you your results and you are. So in my mind, right, I was already thinking that she would say, oh, and your, your result is negative. You know, in my mind, that was already what I'm hearing. And then she said, oh, and your result is positive. And I was like, I couldn't believe my ear. You know, like, I was super like stunned. I just kind of like stunned there. And then she, then she was like, uh, Madam Violet, are you oh. still there? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, so so it, it was it was very surreal, you know. It really took me a while to like come to terms with it. I, I mean honestly, even after that, you know, of course I discussed with my husband, you know, like I uh, brought the kids in, talked to them, and then you know, like within an hour the ambulance came, you know, and then sent me to NCID. And like even until the point like I was brought to my ward, you know, like uh and then I was sitting down, I was still Sort of digesting and like coming to terms with like oh my goodness you know I am a COVID patient. Uh, so do your family get tested also or only you? Um, uh, definitely. So um, my husband because you know like we obviously were in a uh, close contact. Um, so he he got tested and then he he was also positive. So one and a half days later, he was also admitted to NCID. Uh, however, my my children, you know, my helper, so all of them got tested and uh, they were tested negative. Uh, so thank God. Her journey about how she got it, I I was, you know, the part that she has gone to the ambulance alone. You know, I think that is the most impactful read uh, read that I, I when I was reading your, your journal that I was thinking you know what what, what how would I feel and what would be like if I have to climb onto the ambulance myself I to wave my kids goodbye and God knows how long I'll be trapped in there yeah what will happen I think that that was the <laughs> the thing that that, that that triggered me off when I read yeah, how do you how do you manage that, Violet? Um, 
I, I think like maybe I'm like a overly optimistic person. So I remember having this conversation with a fellow COVID survivor, right? So he told me, I think he's maybe slightly older than me, but he's he's about like my, my, my child's age. So he told me like when he was talking to his wife and his son, like he actually, you know, like the thought of like, this could be the last time I'm seeing them, you know, it crossed his mind. But uh, like I say, I'm just like overly optimistic of person, right? Like that didn't cross my mind at all. Like um, I, I was just thinking, okay, you know, like uh, this is not fun. This is not good. Uh, but, you know, uh, I have a lot of confidence in our healthcare system, you know, like our healthcare worker. So I, 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 I wasn't worried about uh, dying, like, you know, in that sense. But I, I think the... It's a very surreal kind of situation because I think, you know, you, you read about it in the news, you, you hear about it, you watch it on news, but you never think that it will happen to you, you know, or like even people around you. So when I started sharing my story, like one of the things that I got from a lot of my friends were like, oh my goodness, you know, it's like you are the first person I know personally who have COVID. And even a friend of mine who is a doctor, it's like, you know, uh, she said that she has dealt with so many cases, she's processing the tests and things like that, but she has never met someone uh, personally. She doesn't know any of them personally. And after reading my story, you know, it sort of like give her like a face of vision. So I think, uh, I think that, that that was probably helpful for a lot of people to suddenly have that realization like, oh my goodness, this is real. You know, this is something that could actually happen to me or like my family members or someone that I know. So you stay there for how many days? You stay in the, the isolation? So um, I was in the hospital. So I was in NCID for seven days. And then I was in the isolation facility for six days. So in total, 13 days. So for you, it's quite short, right? Called, like most of the cases. Yes. So uh, you, you, you brought up a good point. Um, I, at first, I think mine was kind of the average. Bitcoin, the curve was kind of like um, most people will get discharged, like 50% of the people will get discharged between 10 and 14 days. But uh, what I'm seeing right now, or I have been told by the doctors or nurses that now the, the, the period is getting longer and longer. So even though you are perfectly fine, so like for example, my husband who was admitted one and a half days after other than me, uh, he has no symptoms at all. So he's like one of those people walking around, right? That uh, no symptoms. So if not for me having tested positive and, you know, he obviously have to get tested as well, he probably wouldn't have gone for any test by himself. So um, he actually ended up staying longer than me, even though he had no symptoms. So um, this um, virus is very interesting. You know, it takes a very long time to shed away, you know, all of it, even though you might be perfectly fine. So throughout your entire stay of 13 days in the, in the hospital and the resort, the <laughs> yeah. whole time you were feeling positive, you are, you are not in any anxiety or depression or anything like that? Um, yeah, I, I just uh, decided that, I mean, since, you know, it is as it is, like, um, what can I make out of it? Like, what is the best thing that I could make out of it? So I think, again, I've been very blessed that... Um, uh, I mean, it's a bad situation, right? Like both my husband and I were in at the same time. But I think we were blessed in the sense that we were at least in the same uh, ward in the hospital. So we were in the same hospital room. And then when we were in the resort, we were in the same room as well. So actually, it was a very nice time for us to connect as a couple. Because, you know, like before that, like, of course, you know, we're very busy with work, you know, we run the business together, very busy with the kids, very busy with family. And even though we do spend a lot of time together, but sometimes it's not so easy to just have that couple time and just talk about 
things just specific to like the marriage or even you know as a couple so um i mean i utilize that time to really connect you know to like reflect and uh, make plans together and uh, i also connected with a lot of friends so obviously when people all knew that i have covid right <laughs> like everybody started calling me like video calls and uh like like so like shunling you say right it is a great time to connect with friends and um yeah, it's um I I started doing a lot of um planning for the business, you know, or even embarking on like uh different uh, new projects. So I I was just you know trying to make the best out of the the maybe not so good situation that uh, I was in. Yeah, I think the positivity in you is uh it's a blessing. It's the best to have the best medicine. <laughs> So going forward, um, how, will you feel any fear when you go out again? Um, actually, apparently, I, I'm not sure because the news keep changing. So um, the last I, I heard, because you know after that, um, there were some companies, uh, they were doing research and things like that. So they asked if I'm open to donating my blood. So I did. And then they told me that uh, I have antibodies. So I'm not so concerned about going out. But at the same time, like um, I, I, I mean, I do not want to just be be going out and about, like, because I, I think uh, it's important to really uh stay at home and you know, like, not potentially be a carrier or or anything like that. Um, and and you know, like when the circuit breaker was first announced, so it was announced on the third, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a Friday. I remember I was um in uh the resort, you know, like listening to the news together with like the rest of my management team, you know, who's like working from home. And um, it was of course very devastating, honestly, because um by then, you know, because we we run a regional business as well, so um like we already. Have quite a number of branches that were already in a lockdown or semi-lockdown kind of situation. And, you know, like uh, Singapore was kind of like the last uh, bastion, you know, which is still standing, right? And then when we heard about the lockdown, like uh, it was very worrying. But at the same time, I totally could understand why the government made this decision. Because, you know, like uh, being a COVID uh, patient, you know, like and my husband being a COVID patient with no symptoms, like I know that probably there are a lot of people like him walking around as well. And like it's, it's difficult to actually find out who these people are. And unfortunately, the only way to, you know, like uh, contain this is really to have a circuit breaker. Uh, so when you stay in the hospital, do they give you any treatment or do you recover by yourself? Okay, so for us, right, like because our symptoms are very mild, like in fact, for my husband, he has no symptoms at all. So for mine, like um, they gave me like Panadol or like Paracetamol like, just in case you know, if I have fever or anything like that or I have headache. Um, and because um, they, they would do like all sorts of different tests when you when you go into the hospital. So they did a blood test and that was when uh, the doctor realized that um, my uh, hemoglobin level is very low. And uh, they were quite shocked how low it was, actually. So they uh, arranged for blood transfusion. And after that, they gave me iron pills. Lah. So for me, uh, that's what I have. And uh, for my husband, uh, they realized that maybe he has some acid reflux or something. So so they treated him for that as well. Uh, but I understand that, you know, for more serious cases, you know, they would need to have oxygen or they might even need to be on the ventilator. So for COVID, right? Like, uh, I mean, of course, being a, a patient and then a survivor, I, I did some research on it as well. And I realized that there are five different uh, categories. Lah. So one is like the no symptom, like uh, asymptomatic. Then one is mild, which is like my case. Then there's moderate. Then there's a severe and then critical. 
So it really depends on uh, what category you are at, and then the the hospital will really monitor it and you know like see what they can do. So actually, another thing that I realized right is that a lot of times like we think that because you are of a certain age group, then you know as a result you will be mild. But I think there are a lot of different strains out there as well. So what I realized is that there are people who is like younger than me, but they are actually having worse effects than me. So so I think with that, yeah, definitely uh, do stay home. Like, not, not just because you are young, you're in your 20s and you think you are just going to uh, uh, get off easy. That might not necessarily be the case. You are in a regional business, right? So what's the safety precaution that you all took for your business after the circuit breaker was announced and before it was announced? Mm. Um. Actually, we 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 did our best to adhere to you know definitely what is suggested by the uh what is suggested by the government or or in fact you know what, whatever else we can do. So for Singapore, like once like um government suggested that we do split teams, so we did that. So uh, I'm actually on the offsite team, which turned out again to be a blessing uh, because you know like since uh, middle of February, I've not met up with uh my colleagues who are client facing, or I've not even been back to my office. Um, and then after that, of course, you know, like circuit breaker, then we are not an essential service. So, you know, all our associates are working from home. For other countries, so for example, like Indonesia, there isn't like a real lockdown that has been declared. But again, you know, like just looking at the situation and, you know, we want to make sure that our associates are safe as well. So we told them that even though there's no such requirement, like, you know, we just ask them to work from home. Um, so for Thailand, we have split, split team arrangement. Uh, for Malaysia, you know, like uh, similarly, once there's the MCO that has been announced, you know, like uh, all our associates are working from home. Uh, for Hong Kong, there wasn't um, any measures that were put in place. Um, so, you know, our associates continue as uh, normal. Oh, okay. So what? about Woolen Transport? Maybe Chunin can give us some insight uh, what did Woolen Transport do? Because now you all are still operating, right? Uh, oh, by the way, to the, to the audiences, right? Our, uh, Woolen Transport is our, uh, is our parent group. So uh, we will let, let her share with you guys uh, what have Woolen Transport uh, did so that uh, give you guys some insight too. Um, ours is uh, uh, classified as essential services uh, before, before the, yeah, during the circuit break. So even as a classified as an essential services uh, um, in our bus transportation business, there are still a quota of how many people are allowed to work. And we actually want our staff to justify when they need to come back for work. So, and uh, given the limited quota that we are, we are assigned uh, to able to work, we give the priorities to only those who need to be on the, on the roads, the drivers, the te- technicians, the operations, all those, um, the management, the finance, the HR, as much as possible, we try to work from home. We only go back to office um, when we reasonably requires to, like, as, as I said. So before, of course, before the circuit breaker, the same thing like what we did, we split the team, social distancing, in the office, everybody is sitting so far apart, the, the room seems so empty, you know, and things like that. Yeah, so this is uh, what we have uh, practiced as according to the, uh, the guidelines as given as much as possible as we can. So um, WTS Travel, you should go, you should guys should know, uh, ours is retail business. So um, all retail is shut down for now. So before that, we also, they also went to split teams and business has been taking a, a hard landing with uh, travel bans and things like that. So we have other businesses as well. Now it's also grounded, like the construction is grounded. 
So, yeah, so we are all looking down to a countdown of how many days? 20, 27, 8, 9? No, 28. 25, 25 already. I start counting already. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, quite, quite, still got a long way to go. But then the thing I'm curious about for both of our guesses is uh, since uh, after COVID 19 hit, right? So, safety and hygiene mm. wise, right? Did, did, your, did, did it change you guys? Uh, how your perception of safety and hygiene personally and uh, in your business as well? So I think um definitely um I I have always in the past you know like I, I do carry like uh this sanitizer around with me but maybe I don't use it as often <laughs> so I think you know now definitely I'll be carrying hand sanitizer with me uh, more all the time and I'll be using it uh very frequently and I think um it, when it comes to like uh traveling you know like probably I would have a lot more um awareness you know when it comes to maybe flying like wiping down things and things like that because honestly you know until today i have no idea like how how i got it right i mean because uh it, it could really could be anywhere it could be on an airplane it could be like in the airport and, and things like that um so i i think this definitely create a even higher awareness you know and um just just having that mindfulness la. so from the business point of view as well like uh, we have been doing regular uh disinfecting uh, I mean, be- before the circuit breaker came in. La. So even before that, we were doing like a regular monthly uh, disinfecting to uh, reassure our um, clients, you know, and of course, um, like going forward, also even thinking um, social distancing, like uh, how, how near or far, you know, should our consultants be sitting uh, when they are talking to clients. So I think all of this uh, just create a, a further mindfulness and awareness. Yeah. What about Woolen Transport? <laughs> and also Chunling personally for your family as well what, what, what have you uh, is there any changes to your uh, safety and hygiene uh, in terms of mindset and the best practices I think let's start with the company I think for the company the, the, there is actually a change uh, in our bus services uh, we we actually see that the demand is still there. It's because like now in about one bus in the past can ferry about 30 to 40 people. Now with the one meter social distancing and all this, once one row only can sit up two percent, only can sit one percent, all the access that you see everywhere. So we actually need more buses and services to go around to to, to ferry the same amount of people. So just like FS, uh, aeroplane next time, higher FS if probably the new norm because of the social distancing to, to, to you know, to average out the, the, the load that we can't vary uh, in the past. So I think that is one impact that uh, we'll see and actually an additional cause of disinfecting, fumigation after each and every uh, trip or end of the day to ensure that our children, our passengers are safe. So, so these are the, the norms that we'll be seeing, you know. So, I think uh, we all should be prepared that um, all the the cost of living actually will go up you know, for a lot of things, and uh, even called construction, all these constructions, all these will cost come down to us, all, all of us, huh? Yang there's no free lunch in this world when we want certain things. So personally, um, for me, I think I always been a classified a JP you know, my, my, my daughter always said that I'm you know, are you OCD now? So I, I, I always been quite uh you know about this sort of cleanliness, you know, like I go through the checkpoint, you know, where you put your thumbprint and then make sure that you know to 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 get your passport clearance. 
after that, I will, I will sure clean my hands because everybody's thumbprint is there, right? So so that's what I do already, even before this COVID. And uh, and I I used to see this therapist and he gave me this silver solution. Whenever I go on plane, you know, I just spray myself, you know, and things like that. Even before this, so <laughs> I thought, this this whole COVID just exercise just to prove that uh, all these uh, practices that I've been doing is, is is validated now, and I, I think I'll continue. Of course, we'll continue to, yeah. yeah. So so now everywhere in our pouch, we always have a sanitizer. I have a mask, have this and that on top of everything else. Yeah. So so for travel, right? Will you still be traveling during this period, or after the COVID is uh the circuit? Breaker period is over. Do you think we can still travel? I think uh, gov- so long government issues that uh, non-essential traveling is allowed, and I only travel when I feel safe. I I am safe. I'm not sick. Uh, I tr- practices all the safety precautions. Then I will do it. Yeah, because uh, in fact, I was just traveling in early February. You know, on the night that 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 the government announced Doskan Orange, I was like freaking out. I said, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, you know? So, so, so you went? So, yeah, do you went? Yep. So, <laughs> how, how was it like going, uh, traveling during Doskan Orange? It, it was a struggle because it's a, it was actually a, a trip together with a group of people to attend a conference in uh, Israel. So, yeah, we all struggled, and then, then in the end, we decided to still go ahead. Uh, we take, we did all the precautions and everything like that as much as we can, and we are thankful that we came back very safe, and none of us got sick after that. Yeah, so it's over, and then uh, we cannot say that I should have or should not have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think maybe the best practices that you've been doing, uh, keeping yourself, uh. Yeah. clean uh, practicing all the hygiene I think it helps a I lot this, uh, this small little bottle uh, uh, is is from a big bottle of a uh, solution and then I always keep this and my friends say, then I can spray it on my, even on my face and I can even drink it no? my huh? friends say is this your magic water you can drink it yeah yeah <laughs> I don't think you can, can drink, drink it, it. <laughs> yeah you can you can yeah you can drink it it's a silver solution so silver it's real yeah. silver Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the holistic uh, alternatives that I, I, I look into. Because I, I am a type of person, try not to take medication kind of person if possible. But if you use this, do you still use the normal sanitizer? Or this is the sanitizer? I have one too, but I, I, I still prefer this. I, try, I still try to wash my hands and possible. And I can spray this, um, spray this solution into my mask. Because this is what my therapist said, when you go on, even two years ago when he told me, he said, when you go on your plane, it's best to wear the mask. And you spray this water on your mask so that you keep yourself hydrated. So yeah, because the air is so dry, keep yourself hydrated. And this water actually helps you to, you know, keep the bacteria away. And then I said, okay, I'll <laughs> spray it. So when you breathe, it's easier as well. So, so this is what I did. So when you travel on planes, you wear masks as well? Like before? Before the COVID? I try to, but I'm not a very big fan of that. But I spray myself all around, you know, my children everywhere. I just keep spraying. Okay. Yes. Then what about what about uh what about Violet? Like before COVID, did you mm. did any travel? Uh yeah, I I I did. So um actually I 
I stopped traveling for a long time. Like, I traveled like in January, uh, a short trip, I think for uh, for work. Like, I mean, like usually all my trips are for work to Thailand, to our Thailand office. And then after that, I, I did not travel anymore. So it was a struggle to decide whether to go to US in March. Um, so same thing as um, uh, Chunling. La. So um, I, I went uh, for a conference and because we are the organizers, so kind of struggle with it, you know, continue, should we not continue and and. and and things like that and I mean because our partners over there if we kind of um, cancel it you know like they are going to lose a lot of money as well and at that point in US actually the cases were very very low as compared to what we are having here in Singapore but again you know like Trinling said there's no point thinking you know what if and should have should not have right so um, yeah so so that, that was what happened like uh, was um, I mean even uh, before COVID like, the, the truth is I, I do travel quite a bit for work like uh, I would say I average maybe about two to three trips a month. Uh, I was looking at like my miles, uh, like how many miles I traveled uh, last year. It, it was really quite crazy. So I think to answer your question, you know, like how do I kind of see it um, going forward? I would say that um, in terms of work travel, I probably would travel uh, much lesser because I think what this COVID uh, uh, situation or circuit breaker situation has shown me is that uh, we can operate uh, without having to travel, like, you know, I've been having um, a lot of meetings with my team, you know, be it the Singapore team or even the overseas team. So um, I think it has shown that, um, you know, uh, remote management can work. So I, and I think, you know, like uh, by not traveling as much, uh, my, my kids will be very happy la, because one of the things that my kids complain about all the time, it's like, you know, mommy, you're traveling all the time. In fact, you know, at, at one time when um, my traveling was at its worst, right? Like my son actually said to me, like, mommy, do you know that you travel every Every nine days i'm like oh my goodness you know he actually counted right i mean that's like uh, it is really quite bad so i mean this circuit breaker another opportunity is really spending a lot of time you know like not just with my husband but also with my children and it has been a joy you know honestly so uh, however, for family holidays, um, I think there's something that we will definitely not do without. So for us, every year we'll do at least two family holidays, you know, like uh, one in June and one in like uh, November or December. And um, one is uh, a small one, like a short one, like maybe less than a week, you know, three or four days. And then the second one is usually a long one, like uh, 10 days. So I think uh, even with this current situation, of course, you know, like uh, like what Chunling say, like, you know, very law-abiding citizen. So only when, you know, all the um, uh, restrictions are lifted, you know, like when things are, you know, like uh, more normalized, um, I, I believe that, you know, I would still be going for family travel because I think, you know, like family travel is very important in built memories. Uh, it's really um, a ritual uh, that we do as a family before the kids you know grow up and you know they they you know build their own life and you know even subsequently you know have their own children and family how do you guys so, do your uh, family travel like before COVID how many times you all did it uh, for me, it's like uh twice a year. So uh usually once during the June holiday and then another one uh during the uh, year end holiday la. So we usually go the last week of November. What about Chunling? For me, um, we travel as a big extended family with my siblings, with my parents as well. So we also try to travel every June and December, I mean end of the year, for together as a group. But of course, in between, uh, we may make a small trip uh, just with my kids in the past, but not so much now, or with my friends, you know, so as a personal trip as a friend, not a work trip as a friend. Yeah. 
So do you, you two, two of you go out together? Go overseas together? No, we have not. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet, correct. In fact, uh, Violet and me, how we get to know each other because both of us are sitting on the Careers Women's Group uh, Committee under the Singapore Chinese Chamber of Commerce. So that's how we get to know each other. Yeah. So it's been a very uh, deep-rooted friendship really, but you still haven't travelled together yet. <laughs> how, how long? Oh, yeah. Our last uh, this uh, committee trip was in November. Actually, we went to Myanmar, so she couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. So- I think I I had to travel for work. If not, like I definitely would have. And it it looks really fun from all the photos. So I think you know, like we are like actually we were in the midst of travel uh, uh of planning the next one, right? And then before yeah. the yeah, came up. <laughs> yeah. So so social distancing happening, right? So even after circuit circuit breaker, I I think that a lot of airlines and uh travel industries uh there there will still be a lot of uh social distancing uh being practiced right 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 now uh even now and after that. So during this uh social distancing practices uh does it encourage you guys to go for travel even during this period? If 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 it does. How how do you guys uh choose where to go? I will go Club Med Bintan. <laughs> so, I mean, don't have to take the plane. Then uh, it's near. If anything happens, I can come back within forty five minutes. Uh, Club Med is always our my kids' favorite destination since young, and it's also a nice place for me. We just chill, and then food is taken care of. We don't have to think about anything. It's outdoor. It's safe under the sun. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. What about you, Violet? Mm, I, I think that is a, a great suggestion because I've never been to Club Med and, you know, like friends never. have always been. Yeah, I've never. And you you know, let friends have just down. been. Every kid should <laughs> before they think that it's too boring and too juvenile for them. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so friends just have been telling me so much, so many great things about it, right? So, so I love like what you have shared is, you know, you don't need to take the plane. It's like nearby, you know, like everything is well taken care of. Um, but I mean, another place that actually I, I have been um, thinking of wanting to uh, go back, you know, with the family is actually Taiwan. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, we, we have very good men, uh, when with them um, when they are much younger. And I think maybe at that point, they, they don't appreciate it as much yet. And um, I think also, you know, like looking at how Taiwan has dealt with the situation, I, I think I feel quite, you know, more comfortable, you know, like visiting Taiwan. So I think uh, definitely Taiwan could be one uh, location uh, that we would consider. And uh, another one would be New Zealand. So we actually went to New Zealand uh, last year, end of last year, and we had a really good time. Like, uh, it's gorgeous. We, we went to North Island, you know, which a lot of people say that actually South Island is even more beautiful. Opportunity to, uh, yeah, you know, see New Zealand again. Club Med, what was there to look forward to? Like, I'm uh, just for our audiences. Initially, right, I, a lot of people think that, oh, you went to Club Med because you can dump your kids at the kids' club, right? So I said, um, then I said, yeah, for the first time I went, I, I, I go and register my kids at the kids' club. And then they ran into the kids' club activity for one and a half, half days. Then I sometimes I secretly follow them and see what are they doing, take pictures of them and things like that. After one and a half days, the kids come and tell me, Mama, I don't want to join the kids' club. So boring, so juvenile. 
So they end, I'm the one, I become their GO, you know, your clubmate, they have thing called the GO. That means the, the, the staff of clubmate, they are the, they are the entertainer, they are everything, you know, they eat with you, everything. So I become their GO, you know, I want to do this, I went with them. I want to do archery, I go with them. I want to do this. I go around the whole island resort, and I'm running to, sometimes running two places with my kids, you know. So I came back, my mom said, how come you since you lost weight after you come back from your <laughs> <laughs> I'm running around the whole resort, you know. By 9.30, my son is so tired. He want to, after dinner, I have to bring him to the room. Then my, my daughter said, no, I want to party, I want to party. So I leave my daughter at the, 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 the at the bar there to let her go and party. I ask the one girl to look after her. I bring my son going back, make sure he's asleep. Then I go back to the dad, then I drink some more and party with my girl until 12 midnight. Then we all go back. <laughs> Every, I can do this for five or four days. You know? So have you tried other climate beside the Pintana? Yeah, I went to Charantin, I went to Phuket, I went to Bali. So all, all are nice. Um, but I think my favorite one is still Bali. The beaches are nice and there's more spacious and all this. But if you're thinking of the resort, everything is almost the same. So you save, you save on the airfare compared to the, the, the ferry, ferry rides. Yeah. So Binta has its own charm as well. It's smaller, but it's its own charm. So the thing is, uh, in Club Med, right, is it, uh, there seems to be a lot of partying going on. Will it be a hole in the pocket? Will it be too, a lot of things you need to pay for it, for everything there? Yeah? It's in the, in the ticket, you know. You have to pay nothing. So so it's all, all encompassing, right? So everything is paid yeah, for. Whatever you pay, all, all your activities, your your drinks, your food, and everything is paid for. The only thing you I spend is in the gift shops. <laughs> <laughs> You can buy the t-shirts lah. Go and buy this little gift, buy the little gift. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, and that's the only time you spend money is in the gift in the souvenir shop and then and a ferry terminal station to buy the the the, the what the quay 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 lapis or quay thing. So it's a very good choice uh, compared to like you go other resort then they charge you for everything. Uh, my whole family actually went and we did a comparison once. My brother said he went to another resort in Bintan, you know, so it's, uh, he only paid for the ferry ticket and the hotel. Then the food, everything is a la carte. You just choose, right? But for the amount of food that we need to order and then we plan what to take and the amount of drinks we drink throughout the entire day, I think it comes out to the same, you know, and the quality might not be as good. So I thought, you know, if you just want a resort uh, holiday, then I think Club Med is a good destination. I'm not, I'm not, I don't go for Club Med, it's just that I'm just, <laughs> how much I enjoy. <laughs> no, but I, I think, you know, it's like, this is definitely the experience of a lot of people as well. Like, uh, so same thing, I've heard the same uh, experience sharing from a lot of my friends, you know, who have kids especially, you know, and because there are things for the kids to do, there are things for the uh, adults to do. And I think even, you know, like for people who, you know, are looking for maybe their first ski holiday, like uh, they are going to Club Med as well. So this is what my, my friend did. I, I can't remember. I think they went to one of the Club Meds in uh, Japan. Japan or in uh, Korea. Yeah, and they had a really good time because, you know, like uh, skiing is already something new, you know, like you have so many things to deal with. But, you know, with Club Med, you just basically just book everything through them. They just get everything sorted out. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think the good thing about it is uh, when, you, when you go to other resort, uh, end of the day after you dinner, what do you do? What do you do with the kids? Gosh, cannot be playing board games the whole day. At daytime also play already, right? <laughs> I'll be playing Monopoly and a Scrabble every day, right? 
So then the 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 staff of Club Med will do performance for them to watch. So the, and sometimes it's quite funny. So the kids enjoy it, and uh, and every night the Club Med will come up with a dress team. So 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 actually my 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 kids are so accustomed to it. So before they go for the trip, they know what to pack. They ask Mama, can you go and check? Uh, what is the dress team for next week for this this resort? Then I go and check. Oh, then I will pack the clothes. You know, today is white team. I don't know pirate team. I don't know whatever team they have. So we just pack simple clothes to you not know, wear and go with the with the crowd lah. So. Then you must participate. Then you feel that it's fun. Some some of my friends say, "Plumber is not so fun." I said, "Why is it not so fun?" Yeah, you go to this. I said, "No, we didn't do this. We didn't do that." I said, "Why didn't join the party? It's fun." I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know, sometimes you have to make yourself dress up and get into the mood. You know, if you just still dress in your shorts and t-shirt from morning until at night, then while the rest are you know <laughs> are dancing and then you don't want to take part, then it's it's not that fun." You know? I didn't know they got this uh, dress team going on at uh, Club Med. So if you guys that uh, enjoy like dressing up or going for like team uh, party and then uh, have a very uh, all-encompassing uh, holiday, right? Perhaps you all can consider what uh, Chun Ling say, like going to uh, Club Med, uh, have everything covered and just go there, let yourself loose and enjoy yourself, right? Yeah. I think most important is you have to you have to participate. If you don't participate, nothing is fun. Even you stay in the the, the best uh, place, you don't participate. You know, it's just like uh, I mean, just talking about your dating agency. That time I was just telling a friend, you know, I said, "How can you be? How are you gonna get a boyfriend? You every day stay at home. Nobody's gonna knock on your door. <laughs> you go out. You know, you can you don't have friends to go out with. Then join a dating agency. They uh, join a dating app. You know, this is yeah. what thing, you know. Yes. Yes, you, you have a very good point because, you know, like sometimes I'm girls, right? Then, then I ask them, so what, what do you do, you know, in your free time? And I remember there was this lady, she's so cute. So she told me, she said, Violet, you know, every Saturday, right, what I do is I stay home and wash my clothes. Then I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> then she said, yeah, but you must understand, Violet, you know, I'm very busy during the weekdays. You know, I'm working, you know, like I come home, I'm normal time. So Saturday night is the perfect time for me to do my laundry. And I'm like, uh, but you know, like your Prince Charming or Mister Right won't jump out of the washing machine, right? So, so I think I think you have a good point. I think in life, you know, like we cannot just be like kind of like a observer, you know, like we need to be participating, you know, like you know, it's it's really in order to get something out of it, it's really how much you put into it as well. So I totally agree with you. Maybe you can like tell us like, eh, uh, how does uh lunch actually? Uh, helps these single people. How did they? How how can how can they benefit from uh from uh, uh matchmaking uh going for matchmaking and uh what what what's what's so fun about it? <laughs> okay, so uh I would say that people who come to us usually um they are serious daters lah. So I mean of course uh, they won't say that oh I'm looking to get married tomorrow. But the truth of the matter is. They are serious, you know, like they have the objective of settling down, like say 18 to 24 months. And so once they come to us, we will do a profiling for them, you know, like we will, uh, our consultant will have a session with them to find out a bit more about who they are, what they are looking for. And from there, you know, like we look for suitable profiles to be matched with them. And uh, once they become our member, so on our side, what we'll do is uh, we'll do everything. We'll arrange the date, we'll book the restaurant, you know, so all they have to do is to show up, you know, like get to know each other, enjoy the date. And after that, we will also contact them again to get their feedback to ask them you know what went well what didn't go so well and how we can you know adjust the match as well but i think uh, one additional thing that you know 
know, we do is also uh, we really focus on helping them to be the best version of themselves because I think that's really important when it comes to finding the right partner because a lot of times when singers, you know, they want to find the right one in their mind, they are always thinking, you know, I've just uh, not met the right person. You know, I'm sure if you ask your single friends why they are single, chances are they will say, I've not met the right one. But what we have realized is meeting is just one part of it. Actually, you know, in order to find the right one, you need to be the right one as well. So you need to be the right one, meet the right one and choose the right one. So this is where, like I would say, you know, it's really our value added uh, expertise. Like, you know, like we not only just help them, you know, like do the match, but we also, you know, like uh, share with them what might work, uh, what might work and what might not work. So I always tell my dating consultants, I say, you know, you are not a, uh, waitress because no waitress is like you just you know like uh take down orders you know whatever the uh, client wants to eat you just take it down and then you just you know like cope and then just deliver right but uh i always say to them you're a nutritionist so nutritionist is very different right it's like the client might want to do this but you have to then you know like share with the client okay this might be suitable for you this might not be suitable uh, suitable for you so i would say that's really where our expertise and our experience come in to help our client to uh, find the right person. Wow. I think, hey, Eric, I think this, this, whatever she just said, right, must be shared to all our colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, uh, it's for all of our I, I can nutritionist. You know, we must feed what they think is good for them and good, uh, right yes. for them. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so, so I was, I'm curious, like, how does a session uh, lunch actually sessions. Uh, how how is it like? Do you go for lunch? I only go for lunch. Yeah, so this is a question that we ask. Uh, we get asked a lot as well. It's like they say, okay, you know, like since your company name is called Lunch, actually. Must it always be a lunch date? So the answer is no. Uh, but why we said lunch is because we feel that lunch is short, sweet, and simple, and it's like more casual and it's not so heavy. Because like if your first date is a dinner date, you might get very uh flustered or you get very kanchiang, right? Because like you are like, okay, what if after the appetizer comes and then I'm like, uh, okay, maybe not. You know, then what am I going to do? So lunch is like kind of like, oh, sorry, I actually have another urgent meeting to rush to. So there's always like a getaway plan. Uh, but but the truth is we, we arrange the date according to when our clients are free because it's one-to-one. So, you know, we have done like uh, brunch dates, breakfast dates, or even like uh, dates, you know, in the evening. We, we just don't call it dinner dates. Like, we call it like after work drinks, you know, like coffee date. And usually if things go well, they would continue to uh, have uh, dinner. But I, I just wanted to share, you know, like since we, you guys are in the travel industry, right? So we have done uh, some uh, interesting things, you know, when it comes to like working with the travel industry so uh, one of the things that we have done is uh, organizing singles trip so you know everybody uh, in the trip is actually single and then you know like it's an interesting travel destination and um, when we have done this it has been very interesting because you know like they get to see each other like you know across like three days five days and it really helps to uh, create that um, familiarity for them to get to know each other better. So every time we do a singles trip, there will at least be one or two couples who uh, actually come out of it. Wow. So how many successful couples do you all have? How many success stories mm-hmm. come out of uh, lunch? So we we have been we have been around for sixteen years now. Uh, and in the last sixteen years, uh, we have at least uh three four thousand 
success couples. These are the ones that we know of. Uh, there are ones that we don't know because they are a bit shy. Like, or sometimes, you know, like they kind of just uh, for, want to forget about it. So they, they will just say, oh, I met true friends, which I always say that uh, technically, because we have gotten so close to them, right? Yeah, technically we are friends. <laughs> so uh, these are the ones that we know of. But sometimes it's very nice. Like for example, uh, just a couple of days ago, I did um, a webinar or I was on one of uh, my friend's uh, Facebook live shows and uh, someone actually messaged me after that and said that, oh, you know, it's like uh, so happy to like meet you, you know, online because, you know, like these two friends of mine actually met through you guys. So, you know, these are some of the ways that sometimes we find out about uh, our success stories. That's good. That's nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, to to me, right, personally, right, to me, right, uh, going to a dating agency to me, it's I, I sometimes I will be I will have a like a I will feel like eh do I need to go or not like I feel eh is it does it it feels like a bit weird <laughs> for me so how how can you like how do you tell people like me like eh you should try this out <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's an excellent question uh, sorry and Eric are you single I'm not lah but I'm asking for <laughs> I'm just uh not not married yet. not not married yet. <laughs> He asking for his single yeah. friends, you know, he's a very caring for friend. all of our audiences <laughs> as well. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So so actually, you no, know, that's an excellent question, and we do get asked that. And I think like um one of our success um client put it very nicely. So he actually said, uh, love is love. It doesn't matter where you found it, you know, be it at a club, you know, at a bus stop or at a dating agency. So I think, you know, like I think he, he just put it so beautifully because I think at the end of the day, how you actually met the person, that's not the main point. It's really about finding the right person that you can spend the rest of your life with. So obviously, you know, it's that if you have already have those opportunities for you to, to meet people, you know, be it at work, be it through friends or be it through your current social circle, that's great. You know, like I, I think that's good. You know, please continue with it. But if you're starting to see that, you know, the, your social circle is starting to shrink because, you know, like a lot of your friends are getting married or like, you know, like um, people around you, you know, you already know them, you know, for so long and nothing has happened so far and you are looking to enlarge your social circle or just to meet like-minded people, I think, you know, like, it's good to just keep your options open. So there are a lot of options out there. Of course, you know, like there's Lunch Actually, which is a dating agency. But like what Chun Ling has said as well, there are a lot of dating apps out there. Or even just taking a hobbies class, I think, you know, it's important, like most importantly, like what Chun Ling has said just now, it's really about participating. It's really about making that first step. So whatever your first step might be, right, uh, you know, it could be joining a dating agency, it could be like even, you know, asking friends to just uh, introduce more people to you. I think that is the, the main thing, like really, is the mindset. Because if your mindset is constantly like, ah, oh, you know, it's like I will leave it to, you know, like chance, you know, like Sui Yuan, like, you know, a lot of people, they like to say, oh, you know, I just want to, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to be doing something for, you know, God or, you know, who, whatever your belief system is, right, to help you to have that opportunity as well. So it's the, the main thing is to have a open mindset and uh, you, you can't just stay at home and then someone suddenly come to your house and not, hey, do you want to date me, right? So you still have to create opportunity for yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, 
I mean, maybe sometimes, you know, we see this on Korean drama, you know, or Hollywood movies, you know. I, I mean, the, the truth is some of these cases have happened before, but I always tell people, I say, these are exceptions, these are not the norm. So do you want to just wait around for this exception that might or might not happen to you? So maybe while waiting for that, you know, like what you have said, it's important to really take that first step and just, you know, give yourself a chance and give others a chance as well. So, you know, we are a travel company, right? So, the, my, my question is, does travel really help, help people to connect and uh, what is the best success? Which, which country or which destination you think is, is a place where it really helps you to connect very well with uh, your significant others or someone that you might like? Do you suggest people, like, they started dating and then they just take a leap of faith and go travel straight away? Mm, again, very good question. So I think a, a few things. Lah. Like, let's say if you are looking to, you are still single, you are looking for a partner, there are actually, you know, a lot of different tours out there. Lah. Like, uh, I'm not sure what, what are the ones right now, but I remember when, you know, I was younger, I think there was this tour called Kontiki. It's like really like for, you know, like a party, you know, it's like people in their 20s or even, you know, like uh, early 30s or things like that. right and, and I mean, everybody know that they are there to party. And I know like couples to, that have come out of this. And um, another thing, you know, when it comes to like uh, attraction and falling in love, like um, adrenaline is really part of it. So, you know, like a uh, research have shown that you kind of put two people on like a suspension bridge, you know. And then they are just there and then they, they, they have a conversation there. They get to know each other there. Like the chances of them having a attraction is higher compared to who's sitting on a table having a meal. Yeah, because, you know, like when you're on a suspension bridge, like it's scary, the adrenaline is rushing, you know, like it does things to our brain and things like that. So uh, this is something to think about, you know, like when you are maybe looking for the right person. So uh, as per your question, which I think is more about people who have been dating and uh, should they take um, like a vacation, you know, like together, you know, just a, a, a short stay or or something like that. Um, I, I would say that Lee, this is a good opportunity to uh, know more about the other person because obviously, you know, even though you have been dating for a while, there are a lot of things that you might not know about the other person, like maybe the person's like personal hygiene, you know, like the person like uh, certain habits. And I think sometimes like you don't want to end up like finally, okay, you know, like we're getting married and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, like there are so many things that I didn't know of and um, I... I, I mean, I might not be able to live with. So I think, you know, like going on couple uh, um, holidays is a good chance to find out about that. Other things is also how people make decisions as well. So I think that there definitely have been cases where people go on couple holidays together and they just end up coming back different times because, you know, <laughs> they realize that they really cannot stand each other, right? And then one person just like, okay, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm packing my bags, I'm going back. So, so this is a good opportunity to see, you know, how willing is both sides to compromise, you know, like what are both sides' values, what are both sides' um, I mean, personality, which sometimes might not, sh uh, might not show in the normal dating circumstances. Yeah, I think it's true also. I think uh, going abroad, right, with your girlfriend or your potential girlfriend, I think it's the ultimate test of whether you guys can be together. So maybe for me, I advise my advice is to uh, think before you all go for trips. Lah. But if you all really want to build something very meaningful, I think going for a trip helps a lot. And then uh, we do have many uh, young audience as well. Uh, so I think... 
couple trips and matchmaking trips. What do you think? Do you think it's something they should consider? Like really think about <laughs> it. Short trip, long trips. What do you think? Mm, I I think definitely uh go with shorter trips first. You know, like uh be it it's uh. Uh, singles trip you know so even when we do singles trip we we tend to like maybe do maximum about five six days because you know of course if everybody get along so well that's great but if somehow you know the chemistry doesn't work it, it can be quite torturing as well you know like you're traveling with a group of people after a while you're like oh my goodness you know like must i still you know like be seeing them so i think going with a short trip i, I think that that's good so same thing for a, a couple trip you know like just go with something that's like maybe three days two nights to start off with that and kind of see how that goes. I mean, obviously, once, you know, you guys are obviously uh, getting along very well and subsequently to be able to look at longer trips. Okay. Maybe we can ask Chun Ling to recommend us like uh, one, one, one trip, right? Uh, or uh, a short trips, a, a destination. Uh, I know I know, Club Med is on top of the mind, la, but do we have the, <laughs> another uh, short trip options and then uh, maybe give us uh, then we can ask uh, Violet on a two weeks destination which one is good <laughs> we can take coach huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah I think I think a uh, trip is also uh, a testament of uh, as you said it's personal hygiene for me like, I, if I go on a trip and and the guy you know he may, he may turn out nice and pro- prim and proper and uh, hygienic uh, during a dinner date but when he gets back home uh, to, to his room, he's so messy, throwing his things everywhere, socks everywhere. I don't think I can live with this type of person. Lah. So I think it's uh, uh, three days to night is good enough to see all these bad habits uh, from surfacing. Uh, I, I think it's important. Uh, I think short trip-wise, I think our short trip, I think just go somewhere near like Japan or Hong Kong. That's, that's or, very far, eh. <laughs> That's very far. Do the travel push and go to Genting, go to Malacca. Yeah. You know, Malacca. There's a lot of things to do. Uh, sometimes you don't have to. Uh, because if if, if that guy is meant to be a very um, is meant to be a long time partner, is you know everything won't be just always five star hotel and luxurious. You know, what about the times when things are bad? You know, you can see can we still survive through the the, the relationship if you only have that few dollars to spend, or you you eat by the roadside, or you eat simply? Will he able to take it? You know, or she can she can take it. Some some of my friends uh said that she, he has dated women that cannot eat in hawker centers. You know. So, I mean, that, that would be a good testament. I mean, in Singapore, you have a choice, but when you, sometimes we go overseas, what choice do you have? Right? I mean, I ever went to a uh, uh, three days, two night uh, hike up in Yellow Mountain, Dongkota, Huangshan. When I reached the hotel, there's no food. No, the only food left was the white rice and a bit of vegetable sauce left over, but that's all I have to eat. You know, if I don't eat, then I'll just starve. So, so, so I think it's a good testament uh, to start. Uh, no, we are cannot, cannot, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think uh, relationship-wise, uh, I think there's no uh, age matters. It's whether you all can connect and whether you all are uh, you all match and you all can uh, complement each other. I think that's what you all look for. I don't think uh, how old you are and how young you are, it doesn't matter. It's about how much Y'all can connect and y'all can be a team, uh, like a forever team. That's how I feel that should be. La. <laughs> so I think it's okay. So what about long trips? 
like long trips. Maybe Violet can give us a idea. I know just now Chunlingze Japan, right? I think that one is a very long trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think for long trips, um, it depends on both uh parties um you know interest because I think different people they they travel differently. So I think for my husband and I, like we are again like quite fortunate like we are really the same type of traveller and I think if some people they travel with us they will be like quite annoyed la. because we are the type of traveller we like to take things very slow so you know I know that there are some people like they get somewhere right they want to do every single thing on the list you know like they have this list they take 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 you know like all the uh, top 10 attraction you know they must make sure they cover it so we, we are those type it's like yeah, every day we just do one thing it's enough la. the other rest of the day we just you know walk around you know go enjoy a cup of coffee just sit down people watch so we, we are that kind of traveller um, and for us we are actually not so much a beach resort sort of people like you know we, we can sit on the beach like maybe 5 minutes and then that's it like we cannot take it already so, so uh, I think it's important uh, because it's 2 weeks it's quite long right so it's to see what sort of traveller you are and I think there are a lot of options and I think um, like just now Chuning was talking about uh, hiking right so one of the things that I, I would love to do uh, with, with my husband at some point is uh, really going for like a trekking sort of holiday um, like I think Japan there's like very nice trails um, and I think you know like there's one very famous one in uh, Spain uh, my friend just did uh, two, two uh, weeks uh, with her husband in uh, England so uh, I think these this are potential um, good things to be doing. Or of course, you know, like both of you are like food lovers, like foodies, right? So again, uh, I think Japan is, is a great option. Like two weeks, you can cover like Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and you know, like maybe one, one or two more in between. So so many options. Wow, you know, like now you really start getting me thinking about holidays. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Japan, uh, all these places, right? Mm. If you really have to choose one place for a two weeks destination, which one will you choose? Wow. Okay. Then, then I'll end up giving a very different answer. <laughs> your favorite place, uh? What is your favorite? <laughs> your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Just find out your favorite. Uh, my, I, I mean, it's like my my favorite uh travel destination so far is actually Iceland. Okay. Wow. Very far. Very far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we we went there two years ago. And I, I don't know how to explain it, but Iceland is a place like, you know, once I landed, you know, and then like, you know, we just drove around. Like, it, it's just like, I just feel so much peace and calmness and like no stress. Like, I, I don't know, I've not gotten it in any other place right now. So for me, it's like if I have to spend two weeks somewhere, like, you know, that, that would be my top choice right now. Okay. So then, then I want to ask uh, Chunling also, what's her favorite two weeks destination you can only choose one I have no idea I have not traveled for two weeks you know for a long time so if you if you if uh, circuit breaker ends now and COVID just uh, disappear and you can you can go for two weeks travels where will you go like a snap of a finger where will you go <laughs> sorry with, with your friend with your friend or your I don't know who you want to go with you can go with your family you can go with your I, I think two Quick traveling with uh, my extended family, I think we'll go mad. You know, every time we're <laughs> the trip, you know, all me and my brother and my sister say, oh, we want to go home already. You know, oh, we're going. <laughs> Once my brother brought three kids to Japan for two weeks, he came back, he lost so much weight, you know. <laughs> okay, that one um, is just uh, uh, Chunling's brother case, right? I think some people go for two weeks, they put on weight as well. So don't, we cannot just... 
take uh in Chinese we call it Zukan Ta Fan Yi Chuan Ren. Imagine every day you wake up you have to worry about seven, eight kids, very louder, selder, zong the eye, you know. But uh, the pleasure comes from different angles, like, you know. And uh, when you're going through sometimes we are going through through the kids' trauma and then and growing up, you know, things like that. You say, Oh gosh. But you laugh at it when it's over, when you look at the photos two years down the road, it's all the memories that we created. I think I have to spend two weeks all over again. I may want to go Europe. You know, I have not actually traveled Europe, really traveled Europe before. So I think if I get the chance to spend two full weeks away, I will want to go Europe. Okay. So uh, you guys know, right, we do have Europe packages. So you all can come find us as well if you all want to go Europe. Or you all want to go Iceland, you can find us as well. You can go Iceland as well. And if you don't know where to go, we can create a package for you as well. So we are just, just us bring thick skin selling you some of our what some of our products. La. So the next thing that I like to chat with okay. you all. Noted, noted. Thank you. Next thing I'll chat with you all is, okay, now it's COVID-19. But Travers... The, 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 there's so so much desire to travel so when all these things dies down when COVID is still happening but you are allowed to travel what are some of the precautions that you think uh, we, we should all take? I think first of all I think uh, we have to make build our immunity right now it's not like you, you pack all your vitamins and eat your vitamins or bring your mask and bring your sanitizer you'll be fine so the, I think the best way to combat this um COVID or any virus that will come in the future or not even is, is not COVID it's just to build your immunity I think this COVID exercise whole breakdown is to teach us the lessons to take care of our own bodies so I think right now is a good chance to relook into our diet exercise and then you know rebuild our immunity so we don't need all this even the virus is there our bodies have the antibodies to fight it, just like just like you know not like um, Violet you know she, she's healthy she's positive so I think that helps in fighting the virus uh, very fast compared to those who are even younger but we are suffering so I think that is the is the thing that I would do uh, buying all the necessary things but you have a very weak body there's no way even we put on your mask put, uh, keep washing your hands you still get sick so that's what I would do and of course la, uh, you know you're going to somewhere make sure everything is hygiene and that, that, is, that is the baseline for everybody now so it's a Every day you hear the channel eight until you don't want to hear already, uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what what they say, uh, what did the channel eight one they always have okay? Maybe you tell us lah. You watch the uh, channel eight for from seven o'clock to nine o'clock, you 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 can memorize by then already. What what, what is it? I mean, tell us, the, please tell us. Please tell us. Please tell us. You know, the hand washing, wear the mask, you know, uh, all the sneezing, everything. So so but if we are not even if we have a strong body, I think all these are extra protection, but the core is here. So long we are good. I think then then the world will be a much safer place. You are saying that, okay, uh, all, besides all the precautions that you must take, besides washing your hands, uh, wearing a mask, uh, wearing a mask properly, and uh, using a sanitizer when you... Uh, regularly uh, the most important thing the basic is really going back to basic and staying healthy eat healthily uh, do exercise build up your body so when when things happens we know 
we know that we hope that things don't happen but sometimes things still happen but at least your your basic uh your basic is there your immunity is strong so still still give you a chance to fight it off and we don't need to rely mm. on any external mm. magic mm. external helps uh. I think we cannot avoid getting sick you know because uh, there's no way we can avoid you know it's just like Violet's her husband she has no symptom at all I, I could have been having a chat before he'll be selling me something you can be you know can, he can be or he can be the air crew we have no idea that he's sick but if 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 he has a virus and I'm weak, I will get it and I will get very ill. But if I even I get it, I'm strong, I will recover very fast. It's no big deal. I mean, we all get sick through our lives, you know. Yeah. So, guys, remember. So I think this is very important, like uh, staying healthy, keeping yourself healthy, even when you are staying at home right now. Uh, you can still go downstairs and take a walk or do a job. Of course, you have to oblige by the circuit breaker rules, uh, running running solo or walking solo. But I think it's still the main thing is to keep your body active and at the same time build up your uh, eat healthily so you can build up your immunity. Correct. So mm. what about Violet? What 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 do you think? What's your what's your opinion? Um, I think uh Chun Chun Ling have given all the points that I wanted to say. So honestly, I have nothing else to add on. I I totally agree with her because I think you know like uh we cannot um control whether we get the virus or not because you know it's just so virulent. It's everywhere. You know we don't know uh who has it, who might not have it. So of course you know we should still do all the precaution. You know like the um washing hands. You know wearing masks. You know wiping down things like that. Uh, we should still do all of this, but more importantly, since you can't really control whether you can you will get it or not, then uh, most importantly is really to build up a very strong immune system and be healthy. Yeah, so the most important thing is, uh, although you can't control, but you can still make effort. Uh, don't go to crowded places and uh, yes, still build yourself course. up, right? Hey, so much <laughs> for us. Um, what about both of you? Uh? Okay. So you mean like uh for what extra uh precaution or measures they will do as a you know this is from a perspective of uh, two very cancel women uh, mothers <laughs> you know because maybe two of us are older so we are more you know we we do a, we do these sort of auntie things you know you two are supposed to be younger right so what are the young things that you youngsters are doing maybe you let who you mean pick first huh? <laughs> <laughs> No la, for for me I for me I, I stay stay at home most of the time now. I don't go out la. So even if I exercise I do at home. I do push up at home, pull up at home. So I eat less also, so now I I lose some weight also. La. Oh, so when oh. you go back to office I can see you're very trim you are wear your tight fitting t shirt. Yeah, yeah. Now now become fitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Eric Okay, so so for me, right, uh actually I'm actually doing the same thing also. I try to stay at home during the circuit pe- uh, breaker period. But then uh, I realized that I can't keep staying at home like, every day. It's, I mean, keep sitting at one places and seeing the same thing. It actually, it, it actually feels very... Uh, sometimes you, uh, you, I start to feel annoyed. And I don't know why I feel annoyed. I think I need to... Sometimes I feel like I need to do something more than just sitting in front of my computer, waking up and sitting in front of my computer, staying at home. So so what, what, I, what I did was... Uh, I still follow the circuit breaker rules for sure. Uh, I went down long stand and uh, I start to pick up uh, jogging again to keep myself uh, uh, 
to keep myself active law. So I find that after I start to do some exercise uh, outside of home, uh, because when you do exercise, you do it outside. Uh, so when I do it outside of ho- my house, right, uh, running uh, around my neighborhood, uh, actually feels a lot better. And mentally, all the clutters that build up when staying at home, it helps. It actually helps to clear up everything. So, so it become, makes my makes me able to think clear, uh, clearer and all those annoyance that build up and the frustrations build staying at home uh, after a run, right? It all just, it follows a run and it got run, run off. La. So I think that's what I did. La. So for traveling wise, I, I'm still looking to travel to be honest. Uh, I still feel that, uh, I mean, now I think it's a bit, uh, we have to follow the rules. And even after that, when if I get to travel, I still feel that the best way to travel is to find out which place is safe. Uh, uh, if you know that this place, uh, certain areas has a lot, uh, they, it's not the the infection rate is high. Then maybe we should avoid that area. So for me, if I have to travel during after COVID nineteen and then post recovery, right? What I would, what, what what I would like to go to is to just uh maybe take our WTS travel bus. Um, I'm seriously taking saying about uh like going overland, like uh going to Malaysia, uh if Malaysia opened up. Whichever place. Which part of Malaysia? If, uh, Camera Islands. If if okay, if, if I'm gonna take a bus, right? I want to go to I I the place I really like is uh recently I went to Genting a few times. So I think that place right now is a lot very different than the usual Genting. Uh, in the past when I went to Genting, uh, when it was is when I was a kid. So when I went to uh Genting, right? My my child childhood memory was uh it wasn't that that. That, that amazing and fun because uh it, it was mainly uh the there was still a outdoor uh theme park, theme park. uh but then uh, I didn't spend much time there so Genting to me was not that fun so but then recently I went to Genting again uh and I realized that okay that place is really different right now uh the the food that they bring in bring in um they are all in the it's very nice there and then the whole building has been refurbished uh inside out so when i and then the the hotel room itself is very clean and nice so so uh, so it comes to my mind that i think actually genting is quite quite interesting to go to there and now i got some uh spending ability as well they do have a premium outlet there so so i go there as well to genting to sometimes i go there for shopping and then uh then the secondly is the food now genting is damn good seriously uh, burger and lobsters. Uh, they got uh, lots of uh, ramen. They got some uh, Taiwanese uh beef beef noodle there. Oh, it's it's very very nice there right now. That's why I think. And they got this open space uh bar where you can just sit down and drink and and you can feel the cool air from Genting. So I think that's that's pretty good as well. So that's what I would do lah. Uh, in terms of uh right now post COVID and then traveling wise, that's what I would like to go to. Yeah. Has Bajok been to Genting recent years? No, not in recent years. But I, I, I'm very uh impressed by his uh selling of uh Genting. <laughs> so so sorry, uh, I I'm like you know grow up in Malaysia, so uh Genting. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm like wow, you know, like as he went on, I'm like mm, I should make Which a trip there soon. No, actually, I'm not selling Genting. Uh, from KL. I'm really telling you my experience. Eh. <laughs> hey, hey guys, I'm not selling. I know, Genting. I know, but but you have. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, but you, you have shared it so well, right? I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't know, like, Genting has changed so much. It's, it's, it's like, amazing. I mean, of course, you know, like, being from KL, like, uh, we, we go to Genting quite often, like, you know, even as, like, teenagers growing up, you know, like, just hanging out with friends, we'll just drive up because it's not that uh, far. Yeah, but uh, wow, it sounds like it's, it's completely different. Like, um, and, and I agree with you, you know, it's like just a short drive away. And I always remember, like, uh, Genting, the, um, it, it's just very nice. Like, it's like cool, cold, but not too cold. It's, it's, it's uh, very nice. Actually, the other one that uh, Chun Ning was saying just now, like, I really like Cameron Highlands as well. Like, I think Cameron Highlands have this uh, charm about it, you know, like the, the tea plantations, you know, like, like the black and white houses, like the strawberry farm. Yeah, so actually there are a lot of, you know, awesome places in Malaysia to visit. Yes, so so traveling-wise, I think we we try to look forward to traveling and uh, once everything cool down, uh, you guys can take our advice or you all can choose where you want to go to based on where you want to go to. So uh, just this is just what we think where we want to go to after post-COVID and what is some of the precaution that we are taking as well, lah. So before we, so actually we actually run out of time a lot already. Like not supposed to be so long, <laughs> but uh, before that maybe, maybe we let's. I want to ask one yes. last question yes. to Eric. How has COVID changed your dating patterns? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so dating wise. So you, so you are always running into your girlfriends coincidentally in supermarket. Uh no, because for me it's a bit special. So. Uh, my my relationship with my girlfriend, uh, we are having a long distance one, so uh, we don't meet that uh, often. Oh. So we usually do a lot of uh, uh, Skype call, uh, messenger, video calls. That's how we maintain our relationships. Uh, we talk a lot. Uh, running into the supermarket, maybe that does not uh, apply to me. Maybe we can ask Hui Ming how he go to the supermarket with his wife. <laughs> 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 No, like she go alone, I stay alone. <laughs> yeah, so he's a very uh, he's an advocate of uh, safe distancing and yeah, but one person go yeah, that's all uh. So that's what what I'm doing la, for uh, and one thing before we end this right, let's ask everyone uh, let's ask uh, Violet and Chunli. Uh, do you have any shout out? Maybe we start with uh, Violet. Mm, shout out. Uh, I think you know, like I've already shared about what I do, and also like, uh, if you are interested to, you know, like look for the right one, or like, um, you know, you want to look for date coaching, you know, definitely you can come look for us. But I also want to shout out also on a new series that I've started doing. So during this circuit breaker, I've started a podcast series called Lunch Date with Violet. So you can actually catch it on my uh Facebook page. So uh, just go to Violet Lin page you can see you know all the upcoming series coming up so it's uh, it's very fun basically i'm like um interviewing like 40 friends and uh, just you know finding out about what they have been up to and also sharing you know like interesting uh, knowledge you know with uh, my viewers i actually listen to pilot podcast on relationships and some of the things that about uh, dating i think it's pretty interesting and it's not just about advices i think in the podcast, I hear a lot of uh, communications, how to connect with each other. I think that's very important for a lot of uh, couples and uh, people that might become couples or singles. Do check out uh, Violet's uh, Facebook page, uh, her, her podcast. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will show show it in the screen somewhere here or I will link it to our description up, at our, up there later. You will be able to see. And uh, 
do follow her and uh, maybe you can benefit something out of it. I mean, it's just a light only. It's very easy to do. Yeah. I, I think it's not only for men, for singles, because I've listened to some of the tips that she gave during the radio show and things like that. It's also applicable for couples who are now uh, stranded together in a one whole household for 24 hours for two whole months. <laughs> so I think it's also a, this is one of their biggest marriage tra- uh, the challenges these days they are facing. So COVID actually is either you bond them closer or you actually just you know, rip them apart, right? So I think uh, listening to some of the tips may actually help you to overcome all this and hopefully uh, after post-COVID, you know, the, the marriage is still there and stronger. Uh, that's that's what I thought too. It's not only meant for singles. So so then, uh, Chunling, do you have any shout-out for yourself as well? Um, I think the, I don't have much shout-out. Uh, I think what I like about uh, Violet um, from this whole conversation and what I've known her about, I think it's this uh, positivism that she has and everything she do, you know, she's always smiling, you know, even she get COVID, you know, she still can be writing about it and then she always posing smiling pictures in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the positive um, attitude that we, we I'm, I'm really think that we should have in, uh, in this point of time and going forward. I think COVID... I think a lot of us are also suffering anxiety, depression due to the economic impact on us. So I think we all have to uh, stand up uh, with more positivism to help us overcome this, you know, and I hope that um, the good days are coming soon. Also want to yeah. just uh, thank you guys, you know, like I think it's really awesome that you all are taking the lead to come out with this podcast, you know, like because, you know, like now people are staying at home, you know, that they, they want to learn new things. And I think it's really awesome that you all come out with this podcast and to really, you know, give out more positive energy out there and just, you know, like cheer, you know, like your customers up. I think it's really awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank and, okay, so before we close, right, I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Violet and Chunling for coming on to our uh, podcast, our second podcast episode. So right now, right, if you all want to follow us, uh, you can uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You're already on Facebook. Uh, we are also on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash WTS Travel YouTube. I will link you all the link there. And if you all want to find out uh, some of our travel packages, uh, upcoming one, and what can you look forward to, you can go to our website at uh, www.wtstravel.com.sg. And we are also at Instagram at uh, WTS Travel uh, SG, right? Uh, I will link it there. Yeah. Then uh if if you want to just listen to our podcast, uh we are also on uh Spotify podcast, uh we are also on uh, Google Podcast. Uh you can uh listen to us uh on the go when you go to work. Uh if you miss out on the first episode and you, you, you do what you can't find it, just go to Spotify, search for WTS Travel, you'll be able to find our first episode podcast. Uh this episode after we uploaded it, right, you'll be able to you'll 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 be able to uh Hear it from at Spotify as well and from uh, Google Podcasts. Uh. So, and if you would like to have more information about us, just follow us as our uh, EDM. Uh, we have a EDM, a BTS Travel uh, EDM. Uh, I will link the link to sign up there. And uh, we are at in Telegram right now. So, we share a lot of uh, travel tips and updates on our, uh, what is happening to uh, and deals uh, on our Telegram. So, you can sign up to our Telegram as well. So, hopefully, you join us. And uh, hopefully everyone stay positive, uh, stay healthy, and then uh, look forward to when the circuit breaker ends. We can and we can travel. Hope everyone is ready to travel. Uh, when everything's uh roll past and 
and get back into traveling, have fun, uh, really enjoy yourself and get back to the norms. That's uh, what I wish for. Lah. So anything else you all want to say before we end this? Oh, thanks, Eric. Thanks, uh, Hui Min, of course. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Thank you, uh, thank you, guys. You know, it's been awesome. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us this time and see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Hi, you have come to the end of the podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast. Join us at YouTube at YouTube dot com slash wts travel youtube join us as our facebook facebook dot com slash wts travel